Sports talk with a little bit of an edge. Can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. The Adam Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh. You found the Crowley Show, where your mom listens, and you should too. 412-922-2874 is the number to call. Or you can join the cast of dozens and follow me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. Brian LaMartina missing today. Shirtless Tom behind the glass. You can check him out on Twitter. At ButtonPusher970. I threw my whole rhythm off there. Usually I give FBomber73 first and it just flows right into ButtonPusher970. That was terrifying. Almost forgot your Twitter handle there, Tom. Hundreds of people going to be disappointed. We're doing radio up in here. Got this tweet from Thomas. Hayden makes all the difference in the world. Look at the numbers. Before he got hurt in last week, he has to stay on the field. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I did think that in the secondary, they'd be a little bit deeper this year. I like what Cam Sutton could bring to the table, but they benched him fairly early on Sunday's game, right? He wasn't getting the job done, and they yanked him out of there, and there was some rotation. But Cody Sensabaugh's just a guy. Cam Sutton's going to take some time to develop into a guy. You need to have Joe Hayden here. As Wexel said earlier on in the show, he is a solid number two. They need that number one guy. And it's not been Artie Burns just yet, right? This defense is bad. This defense is probably not as bad as it was last week. But you got to score a lot of points if you're going to win football games. It's got to be a Big 12 mentality every time you go out there. 412-922-2874 is the number. You can tweet me. As I mentioned, at underscore Adam Crowley. This one from Thomas. Adam, how come Tomlin never gets credit for keeping the franchise afloat when you have to change over the entire roster? Most teams have a three, four, five-year null of not being competitive when rosters change totally. That's why, other than Pats, everyone has to have a losing team. This is why 280 characters should not be allowed, and this is why commas and periods were invented. Thomas? Now I'm out of breath. I think Tomlin does get credit for holding the team together those couple of years. Uh, I certainly have credited him. I did yesterday on the program. I said Mike Tomlin has never lost a locker room. They were 0-4. I think it was 2013. And the Steelers wound up finishing 8-8. Eight and eight. They were 2-6 and six and wound up finishing 8-8. Eight and eight. And there was a lot of talent lacking on that squad. That was the real changeover year, right? And they were a Ryan suck-up field goal away from having made the playoffs. But this is Pittsburgh. This isn't Cincinnati. Getting to the playoffs isn't the goal. Winning championships is the goal. Staying afloat at 8-8 eight and eight is great whenever you have a big defensive change. But I just said it was 2013. It's 2018 now. It's like Barack Obama. You said there's change. Where's the change? Give me the change. I want change. It takes time, sure. It should not take five years. And I realized they had a pretty good defense last year until Ryan Shazier went down. Trust me, I understand that. But I think it's a little bit overblown. Because they were still giving up a bunch of big plays. They gave up big plays against Detroit. And the list goes on and on. It really started in Detroit. And really actually in Chicago before that running the football. At some point, you need to get better. At some point, I expect better. This is the Steelers. The 1970 Steelers, the Steel Curtain, they invented friggin' defense. In 2008, the Steelers' defense was the best I've ever laid my two eyes on. 
it doesn't get enough credit for being mentioned with the 85 Bears. It doesn't get enough credit being mentioned with the 2000s Ravens. But I'm telling you what, it deserves to be mentioned. First against the pass, second against the run, most sacks, bunch of turnovers created. They defended every damn blade of grass, not just every yard. They were great. They would spit on this defense today. They would spit on it. James Harrison and Troy Polamalu, Lamar Woodley coming off the edge with Casey Hampton in the middle. James Ferrier was a defensive player of the year type candidate. They were stacked. And it makes it that much easier to scheme up a defense when you've got that kind of talent. But over the course of the last five years, you have to replenish the talent. You have to coach that talent up. You have to develop these players. They've got to be better than they are. It's an embarrassment. And Again, they're probably not as bad as they were last week against the Chiefs. But if that's on the resume, if that's in the tank, if that's a possible outcome, you're not good enough. And Mike Tomlin should deserve that blame. He should. I'm as big a Mike Tomlin defender as there is in this town. I really am. Last year I was bending over backwards saying how good of a job he did to allow them to win despite all the distractions. But now they're not winning, and there are the distractions, and the defense is a sieve. The inside linebacker position did not get addressed. And my thought was, they'll just play a bunch of safeties, and you'll take one of the inside linebackers off the field. We're not seeing that. They haven't done enough in personnel. They're not doing enough scheme-wise. They're not good. And they've got another difficult task at hand on Monday night. Uh, I joke about Ryan Fitzpatrick being the best quarterback in football history and I'm not far off but he's actually playing really well right now and there's that old adage right going to sound like Stan here it's not who you play it's when you play them it's true coming into the season you think Tampa thought they were going to beat the Steelers in Monday Night Football no their fans probably didn't the media members down there probably didn't they're not going to beat the Steelers. They were 13-3 and last year. We're not going to have Jameis Winston. And Steelers fans probably thought, oh, we're going to Tampa on Monday Night Football. We always kick ass Monday Night Football. We're going we're to wreck them. We're going to crush them. Well, now the Steelers are 0-1-1. They're not playing any defense whatsoever. And Fitzpatrick, he's slinging the ball all over the place. And they've got weapons, too. They haven't been able to run the ball. But they've got Evans. They've got Deshaun Jackson. They've got O.J. Howard at tight end. They got dudes. It's a bad time to play that team. It's a bad time to play a squad that can get behind you deep when you can't cover. And they can't. 412-922-2874. Hey, Tom. Yes, Carly? Who's your favorite Steeler right now? Because right. you're, you're a fan, right? Like right now at this very moment you're a fan, or of all right? time. Like, no, right now. Like, who's on the team? See, it's tough. Yes, it's be- very tough. Because, but here's why it's tough for me. Le'Veon Bell was my favorite Steeler of all time. I've never seen a running back or really a football player play the way that he does. And yeah. to see him do it in the black and, and gold, the team that I grew up rooting for, I immediately fell in love with him as my favorite football player to ever play the game. But now I, I hate the guy now. I mean, he is a total jerk-off. And if I had, it, like, gun to my head, had to pick one of these players on the field to be my favorite, I don't know who I would pick. DeCastro? Like, honestly. Oh, the, the right the guard. that are, like, tolerable right Let's now. Let's go. Hayward. Hayward's probably the most popular one. Or, or T.J. Watt. 
See, I hadn't thought of T.J. Watt before. I think he enters the conversation. He's a stand-up guy. He's a good football player. He's white. What happened? Yeah, he's white. And as a linebacker, I think Steelers fans take that into account. I joke, I kid, sort of. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, I think, falls into the category. Antonio Brown would and probably still is the most popular Steeler, but I, after hearing him today, just want to kick him in the face. After hearing him speak today, I just want to kick him in the mouth. Like, dude, what are you thinking? What are you saying? Why do you not have any inventory of the words that are coming out of your mouth? It's like rush hour two. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Do you understand the words that are coming out of your own mouth? You go back five years, ten years. Jerome Bettis, Heinz Ward, Troy Polamalu, James Ferrier, Casey Hampton, Brett Kiesel, the beard. Everyone loved the beard. They had so many guys that you could be proud wearing their jerseys. Alan Fanica. A lot of great players. Jeff Reed. What? No, that's legitimate. Jeff Reed is awesome. And now, if my kid asked or my dog asked, Adam, you buy me a doggy jersey? I'd probably get a blank. Or just say Steelers on the back. It's kind of becoming an embarrassment, too. All right, too far. No, not really. Let's go to Devin, who disagrees with Tom, next up on the Crowley Show. What's up, man? What's up? I, I, I want to ask you a question. Do you think Le'Veon Bell would be with us the next three years if he, if we signed him? Yes. Like, if he had signed a contract, you think we'd have him for the next three years? Yes. Yes. And you think the Steelers are going to pay him $14.5 million Yes. those three years? Yes. So why didn't they just guarantee $40 million? Because... $14.5 million over three years is more than $40 million. So a $40 million guarantee is what? So it's the Steelers, it's the organization's fault. Whoa! No, Devin, see, I don't, I don't, truth. I don't hate so him. He, he, might, he, might, he might be doing dumb stuff, and he might even be an idiot, but just like you said, that don't account for his football talent and the fact that he is an asset on the field, so they should have signed him. They didn't. So I don't, everybody could bash him if they want, but that's stupid. And that's it's fair. No, that's fair to say that. I'm not mad at him because he wants to get his and he deserves that money. I'm mad at him for the jet ski videos and the parting on yachts in and the Miami lying. and lying to his teammates. That's here. the he reason why he I'm mad. He can't, he can't live. He's not here. Oh, Devin. Devin, it's football season, buddy. We're all one and one. We need our running back back. You guys okay? Of course. I love Devin. Devin, you good? <laughs> yep, I'm good. Man, I agree to a point. If the Steelers would have offered that money, he'd be here. But the Steelers did offer him a fair contract. And look, business is business. I don't agree with his business, the way he's handling his business right now, though. I mean, he should he should have shown up or at least told them he wasn't going to show up. And, I could understand that part. I'm yeah, and that, that's, should, that, that, that to me, is the issue. That, to me, is the issue. And I appreciate the call. Well, actually, you know what? One more question, Devin. Who's your favorite Steeler right now? Uh, and there it is. David DeCastro. <laughs> yes! <laughs> David DeCastro is the best Steeler right now. The, as far as fan, like for fan favorite, it's DeCastro. Is it? Yes. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. Are all our hopes being rested on the pulling guard? Because I think that tells you everything. Now I I did bring up Fanica before, but holy hell! I mean that that's where we are. I mean at least with Fanica you had Bettis and you had Ward. I mean those guys were lovable. I just think that the Steelers' fall from grace has been a quick one. And, again, 
just to clarify my opinion here, for those of you who weren't listening before, because the radio audience turns over very quickly, I think all this goes away if they win. Uh, AB becomes a folk hero if they win. I mean, he's going to be one of the best receivers of all time, and he'll wind up being remembered for not the antics, but for the plays he makes on the field, I think. But if you win, definitely that's the case. Uh, if you win this year and Le'Veon Bell comes back, definitely that's the case with him. People will forget about all this nonsense and they say, hey, remember how Le'Veon Bell did this, but, 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 but when we win a championship. But right now, before then, this is an unlikable bunch. And it's a bunch that has underachieved. Now, I have been honest with that assessment, too, I feel like, where some others haven't. Well, this year they should have done this. This year they should have done that. Last year's the year they underachieved. The other years, there were some built-in excuses, I think. Le'Veon Bell not being there a couple of times. Uh, Antonio Brown being hurt. Ben Roethlisberger being hurt in the game against Denver. I mean, that to me is legitimate. You're not going to beat the eventual Super Bowl champions on the road in their house uh, with all that stuff going on, despite the fact they almost did because the uh, they would have maybe if Fitz doesn't fumble. But again, that's Le'Veon Bell not being there. Last year, to me, is the one that hurts. Last year's the, the legacy change, right? You go to the Super Bowl, even if you don't win it, I think people say, okay, Lev Bell proved that he can get them there. Antonio Brown proved that he could get them there. Ben Roethlisberger proved that he could get them there. It's not okay to lose a home playoff game. It's not okay to give up 38 defensive points in a home playoff game. And it's not okay to do it against a team that you should have beat. And Jacksonville's good, but they got Blake friggin' Bortles. You can't go down 21 nothing at home to that squad, and they did. And that's what they're going to be remembered for. And that's why, to me, they're not likable, in addition to the fact that they've got all this nonsense going on around them. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Coming up next, Tim Benz wrote a column in the Trib comparing the Steelers to the Bengals. I'll tell you how he was right and wrong next. Crowley Show. Sports talk with a little bit of an edge. Can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. The Adam Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh. This Westcat's got to get the hell out of here. Yeah, this is his last day training. Bizarre debates during the break here, and he's a nutcase. I also don't think he sleeps, and I'm pretty sure he vibrates. There's a glow coming off of Wes Euler in the other room, who may or may not have an SNR show starting up soon. We'll let him release the details on that at a later date. We're talking Stillers. We're talking Mike Tomlin. We're talking defense sucking, and we're talking to Dimitri now. From Phoenix. Good afternoon, Dimitri. What's up, man? How you doing, my man? Love your show. Listen to it every, every day. You are vibrating, oh. too, and we love you. Thanks for listening, yeah. man. What's on your mind? Well, hey, listen, this, this is what I've been saying for a while. When's the last big game that the Pittsburgh Steelers won that meant something? A ra- last big game. Uh, right? I, think the, I, mean, I think the game against Kansas City that got them to the AFC Championship game was yeah. big. And, and that was how long ago? Two years. I mean, Tomlin, I, I just don't understand how we can be in the same spot every year and no change. I think he just lost that locker room. I think this Le'Veon Bell situation is an absolute mess. I wouldn't have paid him. I mean, the guy doesn't show up for the playoff walk-around. He would have never even played. If that was any other coach, he would have not have played. 
I mean, there's nobody putting their foot on these guys. And I want all those guys to get paid. They put their life on the line. They need to get paid. But Tom you got to do it right. Yeah. I've never seen. Whoa. I've never seen. I've never seen the Steelers organization like this. It's a mess. I've never seen it. I'm 55. Been a Steelers fan all my life. Dimitri, thanks for the call, man. It sounded like you flushed a urinal and then screamed into the phone. I think he was just flushing his Steelers fandom down the toilet there. It was symbolic. Look, there's some of that stuff there that I can't disagree with. I still would have tried to get Le'Veon Bell signed. Uh, I would have done everything the Steelers did do, and they tried to sign him. They think he's a valuable player. They're going to pay him $30 million guaranteed and $70 million overall. They like him. They think he can help them win. But apart from that... They have become closer to the Bengals than they are to the Patriots. And Tim Benz wrote a scathing opinion piece today in the Trib saying that they've become mediocre. They've become the Bengals. They've become what Marvin Lewis has brought to Cincinnati. And I agree with that to a point. Uh, I think that the Steelers are now closer to the Bengals than they are the Patriots, but I don't think that they've fully gone Bengal. Uh, I thought about it last night. I knew he was going to write the piece today. I wanted to see how I could formulate a take around it, and it hit me. I mean, they've won playoff games. They've been in high-profile situations. They got to an AFC championship game, so that alone, I think, disqualifies them from being the Bungles. But they ain't the Pats because they can't beat the Pats, and they're not close to the Pats because they haven't gotten to the AFC championship game again since 2010, apart from losing to the Patriots by 19 points. So while they're not the Bengals, they are closer to the Bengals, and they are New England, I think. They're winning division championships. They're going to the playoffs. They're making the playoffs as a wild card a couple times. But they're not getting the job done championship-wise. And if you were to tell a Bengals fan that the Steelers, or that, pardon me, if you could tell a Bengals fan that their team could go to the AFC Championship game in 2016. They sign it for it in blood. Hell, if you tell them that their team can win a playoff game, they will sign for it in blood. They would love to have the situation that Steelers fans have right now. That's where I disagree with Tim. They're not exactly like Cincinnati, because Cincinnati would love to have it. But the Steelers would love to have anything resembling what the Patriots have going on right now. Your thoughts. Are the Steelers the Bengals, or are they just closer to the Bengals than the Patriots? 412922 2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. The great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun coming up in 14 minutes here on the show. I was asking before which players you can root for on this team. And I got this one from Jonathan. Haven't heard anyone say Juju yet. Just bought his jersey last time I was down there. Definitely a fan favorite. I think he is. That's a really good call, Juju. I totally forgot about him, especially because he's balling out, too, this year to start the season. Okay, so you know I've stuck up for Juju a bunch, right? All year long. I also worry about him, too. (gasps) No! I know. Why? I think Juju could wind up being a doo-doo head. I I like him. He's got a good personality. He's forged a great relationship with the fans, and he performs I'm worried that he's a little too me, 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 me. Now, maybe, 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 maybe he's just a young man still finding himself. I mean, he lived in a house with like 19 family members for his entire life. I do think there's a chance he could go down the A-B path. You know what? You're exactly right. Because he's not there yet. But you don't ball out this young in the NFL 
at the position of wide receiver and not grow an ego, especially when your mentor is Antonio Brown. He was the youngest player in the league last year. He's probably close to the youngest player in the league this year, too. He had 900 yards last year. He's on pace to blow that out of the water this year. He's a very good player. He does, of course, benefit from Antonio Brown being on the other side. But he still has to put up. You know what I mean? He benefits from it, but he still has to Yes, out he's a good player. And, he's a good player. That should help AB, too, but I, yes. I guess it's not right now. There's no doubt he's a good player. The problem is, you can see the warning signs, right? He doesn't want to talk to the media. He is constantly talking about how things are lit, constantly all over social media. Me, 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 me. Now, I'm not going to bitch about it for real until he runs the wrong route and costs the Steelers a point or six or a game where he drops a ball because he's focusing too much on the Instagram stuff for his hair. I'm not going to be the guy to rip him beforehand. Madden got on that train a long time ago. Madden's been crushing Juju for a while, and I keep saying, man, you can you can rip him, but the guy puts up. The guy plays well. The guy puts points up on the board for the Pittsburgh Steelers for the black and gold, right? But I worry, Steelers fans, if you go out and you buy that Juju jersey, if you're not just going to get let down down the road. Now, again, it could be me being cynical, and it hasn't quite happened yet, but... He's walking down that path. Joe Darren tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. Juju, Connor, Cam, Villanueva, Hayden, DeCastro, Pouncey, and Watt. They can easily be considered fan favorites. But where's the star? Uh, Pouncey and DeCastro, I guess, qualify. But has there... Who, honestly, other than Tunch and Wolf, who goes to a game to watch an offensive lineman? I mean, I'm all for breaking him down on all 22, but... When's the last time somebody went to a game and was like, I cannot wait to watch the guard pull. I cannot wait to watch the center get to the second level and slobber knocker guy and put him on his keister. I mean, it's great to watch, but you're not going to watch that guy. Most NFL fans, Tom, yes or no, most NFL fans, college football fans, don't know what they're watching when it comes to offensive line. I'll go step one step further. Most NFL slash college fans couldn't name you the five starters on their own team's offensive line. Wow. That's a fact. I can't name Pitt's offensive line off the top of my head. You could name West Virginia's because you're a super nerd. But... Wes, give me West Virginia's offensive line. Give it to him. Give it to him right now. You can do it. Uh, I can name three for you of the five. No! See, this proves my point even more. He's the biggest homer in the history of homers, and he can only name three out of five of the linemen. Why do you think that I made him be the guy to do it? Because you don't know any of them, do you? Colt McKivitt. The only one? I'd have to go, I'd have to think about it for a second. But you see my point, though. There's got to be a Sills there. There's always a Sills. In the center from last year, they pulled him out. Play the other guy. and Pull him out, put the other guy in. But the center from last year is still on the team. So this is exactly your point, though, isn't it? That's what I'm saying. We're proving it right now. I, I know Alex Booker, but that's just because he went Kelby to our, Wickline, he, he let's went, go. He's he not went even to started. our high school together. That's the only reason why I know him. You are so right. So that doesn't count. I mean, you might win up. You want you might buy a DeCastro jersey, but you you can't tell me how well he's playing unless you look at his number on Pro Football Focus. Uh, you stroke yourself to his Pro Football Focus grade. I mean that that's the reality. So. Uh, forget all that. Cam, I understand. To it, I understand. James Conner, of course, because he survived cancer and he played at Pitt. But, I mean, James Conner's played two games well in his NFL career. I mean, so you can't tell me he's a star. And I got some news for you. 
James Conner can be a little surly, too. Now, the way you treat the media isn't always the way that you can evaluate somebody, whether they're a good person or not, obviously. But, I mean, I would treat the media well if I were a football player. I would be a delight. I would be the greatest locker room player of all time if I were in the league. You could book that. I would be a glue guy. They'd love me. I'd be the one talking to the media the whole time. The media would love me. The fans would love me. The team would love me. And in fact, in the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun, I will tell you exactly the kind of NFL player I would be because Antonio Brown's making it look way too hard. And Le'Veon Bell's making it look way too hard. And I'll have Tom tell me what kind of NFL player he'd be. I'd be doing all kind of charity work. We'll get to that coming up in about eight minutes on the show. How about the Pirates? Just kidding. The great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun coming up next, and we'll hear from Coach Schmidt of the Duquesne Dukes. It's Crowley Show. Now here's everybody's favorite millennial. Adam Crowley (laughs) on ESPN Pittsburgh. Mark Caballi tweeted out that Joe Hayden said he thinks the Steelers are going to back off having corners covering gunners on special teams. Uh, I responded, true to form, as they've backed off covering anybody else. And then I get this from Rick. They've played two games, LOL. Why do people keep saying that? As if it's okay that they give up 42 points in game number two because it was game number two. These games matter. Uh, FYI, if they had beaten Chicago last year early in the season... Probably in the AFC Championship game. If they had played Chicago better, they would have won 14 games. Chicago wasn't good last year. They're okay now. They were not good last year. Uh, These games matter too. Did you think they would tie Cleveland? Yes or no? Brian, you think the Steelers were going to tie Cleveland? Uh, No. Tom, do you think the Steelers were going to tie Cleveland? No. I thought okay. we were murder Cleveland. You know who didn't think the Steelers were going to tie Cleveland? The Steelers. <laughs> you know who didn't think the Steelers were going to tie Cleveland? Cleveland. <laughs> so, for them to do that to a team that hasn't won in 365, or pardon me, 635 days, hello, mathematic dyslexia, then when are we allowed to freak out? If we're not allowed to freak out about that, when are we allowed to get upset? What, was giving up 38 at home last year on defense to the Jags? Not scary enough for you? How about whenever they gave up 38 to the Ravens and almost lost that football game? How about whenever they gave up 28 points to Green Bay? I don't look at it just as two games. I look at it as two games in addition to a referendum on what happened at the end of last year, which was not freaking good enough. Full transparency, it is the number one virtue of the Crowley Show. In the last break, I said, I am done with this. I, <laughs> I'm i tired of talking about the Steelers' terrible defense in this awful Antonio Brown saga and Le'Veon Bell. I said, eh, I'm a little tired of it. Uh, we got Ray Fittipaldo coming up at 6, and he's going to want to talk about it. We're going to have to talk about it with him. This is the business I'm in, and I get one tweet that sends me off. I'm not tired about this at all. Yeah, how could you be? I can't be. Oh, yeah. I thought I was. I'm not. Just fooling yourself. You love this. Brian, you've been missing for a good hour and a half now. You are like Antonio Brown, although it is an excused absence. It was an excused absence. It was a quick, un- unwanted absence. But I'm back now. 
We were going to discuss in this segment before we got to the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun brought to you by To Be Determined what we'd all be like as professional athletes. Hmm. Because Antonio Brown's doing it wrong. Yeah. I know he's having fun. I know he's making love because that's how you become a baby father with a lot of baby mothers. Yep. He's having a good time. He works out all the time. He's a good-looking guy. He flashes that smile. He's having fun on social media. If I were a professional athlete, I'd be so much better at it than him. Oh, yeah. So much better than anybody maybe ever, I think. Yeah. First of all, I'd always have some sort of cause with me. You know, I'm always helping something out. Yes. I don't know if it's like the guy down the street that needed a ride. I'm picking him up. I'm taking him to the grocery store. You know, I'm going to walk around. I'm smiling at everybody. I'm shaking hands. You know why? Because honestly, and maybe this is a take that you can have when you're not a professional athlete, but how I roll in my life, I think I would take time for everybody. I wouldn't want to screw up. I wouldn't want them to think less of me. I wouldn't want... I, you've got to realize how people see you, and I would not want people to think I was an a-hole. You are so right, man, in the alternate realities that these guys live in with just zero self-awareness is baffling to me. Uh, Le'Veon Bell's out not here, and his teammates are crushing him for it, and he's out trying to rep his record, man. Like, that's just not going to fly. People no. are not going to like you. And it's not all about being liked. you got to live your life, too, obviously. But I think I'd live my life a lot more private. I don't think I yes. would do the social media thing unless I absolutely wanted to be seen doing the social media thing, if you get what I'm saying. To your point, I'd be at Children's Hospital today. I'd be yes. helping DVE out, right? I'd be that guy. And look, I mean, right in our backyard, we have the perfect example to point to. And I know this will piss off some diehard anti-hockey people. But Sidney Crosby is act ex exactly how you act as a professional athlete. You gain respect. You do things for your community. You respect your community. Most importantly, you respect the job that you have to come out and play hockey for those fans. That's what you're there for. When's the last time Crosby was arrested? Huh. Let me think. What's Sidney Crosby's girlfriend's name? Huh. Let me think. When's the last time Sidney Crosby tweeted? Wait, Sydney has a Twitter account? Nope. Oh. When's the last time Sidney Crosby got in any kind of trouble whatsoever? Oh, wait, he would he went to the White House. Oh, what a no, terrible guy. Yeah, my God. Oh, he's the worst. He's going to hell. Oh, those hockey players. Just awful people. You know, though, I mean, and look, I, I granted, it is a different life that they lead. Like, what they go through, they are yes man after yes man after yes man from high school, even from from young Pop Warner football, people are sitting there telling them they're the best. They don't tell them no. And look, I can't say what that effect would have on me, but I think that's a huge part of why these guys ended up acting the diva that they do. Because they have so many people around them that never tell them they're wrong. Whether, hey, your rap's great. <laughs> it's wrong advice from whoever's telling them that. You know, hey, you should do this. You should get yours. You shouldn't care about that team. It's a business. It's all these guys. Their teammates aren't hanging out in their apartment or their house late at night where they're getting into these deep thoughts with their friends. You know, their teammates aren't right there. The people right next to them are the kind of guys that are controlling this. They're the ones that give the input. And yes. I don't know what it would be like going through that my entire life, having people make say I make all the great decisions. I just don't know. But I know right now I don't want to be an a-hole, and I would do everything I could to keep my job and make people happy with the job I do. I think I'd be just like me, but wealthier. I think you would be, too. I don't think I'd do anything different. I, I, would, I would want to drink beer on the weekends. I'd want to hang out with my wife, walk my dog, and hang out with you guys. I mean, that, that's what my life would be. I don't think it would be that much different. Now, I don't know how money changes you. People say it does. They say fame 
changes you, but I'm a huge star now, so I mean. Yeah, I mean, it hasn't you know, changed yeah, you. Yeah, it hasn't changed bit. me at all. I'm a I mean, megastar. Not at all, yeah. You're on the wall of fame, too. I am. We're going to get to Mr. Richard coming up in a few minutes. He's on the line. He wants to talk about Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, but first, we have been able to connect with uh, Coach Jerry Schmidt of the Duquesne Dukes. Coach, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Uh, we're doing fabulous. Uh, as I'm sure uh, you are after that big win against Dayton this weekend. That was a big one. Yeah, that was a huge victory for us, uh, especially in front of the home crowd. and. Um, Playing a great first half, third quarter, and then uh, made a couple mistakes. They came back, but our defense held out in the end. It's it's always good to win like that at home. Are you in Hawaii right now, Coach? Yeah, we had the time. Sorry about it. I missed the call. Time change is, is different. What time is it right now? 11.45. We just came out of uh, meetings and practice. Just got off the practice field. We had to walk through and back in hotel now. Now, you play Sunday at noon, correct? No, Saturday. Saturday. Six o'clock hour hit time here. It'd be midnight back there for you guys. Okay, you know? that's what I that's what I meant. So, so I said noon. Uh, so <laughs> I'm I'm done. This is why I'm actually not very popular, Coach Schmidt. Okay, so you are you guys keeping the uh, your your you're keeping the Eastern time? Then I would imagine. Uh, yeah, I mean, we played six here. We gotta get we gotta get adapted to the time. Okay, I see. We've been, we've been trying to do here. We got in uh, we got in yesterday afternoon here, and then we went right to the stadium, got a workout in, and then obviously we all crashed, you know, because of the long flight and everything. But guys were chipper this morning. They they seem like they're ready to go, and now they're on the beach. We're giving them a couple hours of free time. Yeah, you're telling me that they're chipper out in Hawaii. I can't believe that. That's got to be tough for all those <laughs> college kids, huh? Uh, yeah, it's rough. So you've got Hawaii. I mean, they've uh, they've played a difficult schedule, of course, uh, already to this point in the season. What kind of challenge is that going to be for you? Uh, it's huge. It's an FBS program, and uh, they've got this quarterback that I think he's got more touchdowns than anybody in the country, any level. And uh, he's six foot five and throwing it all over the place. So it's going to be tough to contain him. But we're going to go out there and give it all we got and enjoy the enjoy the game and compete. Coach, uh, I know that you guys are busy out there, and I know that it's going to be a difficult challenge. So I appreciate you taking the time, and uh, we'll talk next week, hopefully after a good result. Absolutely. It's always good to talk to you. There he goes. That's Coach Schmidt of the Duquesne Dukes. We now get back into the conversation that we were having before about what kind of athletes we would be and what kind of athletes are respectable around the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mr. Richard has his thoughts coming from Wheeling. What's up, man? Mr. Richard, are you are you there? What's up, partner? When it comes to you know, AB was sanctioned for missing practice, not showing up for practice. But about if Juju Smith Schuster, uh, I almost guarantee that he missed practice on Tuesday, and there was nothing said to him because Tuesday was Yom Kippur, so it's our highest holiday in the Jewish religion. And, you know, Juju, J-E-W-J-E-W, he's probably Jewish, and he's, right, if he's an Orthodox Jew, he wouldn't have been there. Uh, Mr. Richard, I do not believe Juju uh, Smith-Schuster to actually be Jewish. What's that? I don't think Juju Smith-Schuster is actually Jewish. Uh, I don't think he I don't think he falls in line with that religion. Well, how did he get to J-E-W-J-E-W? It is J-U-W. J.U. Don't even fall into a crowd. What do you mean? This just, guy This guy doesn't think that Juju's Jewish? Just, Wait, are you serious? 
He tries to play the game all the time. That's uh, a swing and a miss for Mr. Richard. Man, that was that was a long tail to a short dog right there. That was a bad joke. That was like Paul Dog that was jokes. Horrible. At least Paul jo- Paul Dog does bad jokes well. Shalom and then follows Mr. him up with great raps. Yeah, Mr. Jo- Mr. Richard well, just completely swung and missed on that. I I expect more from a guy who is self-proclaimed the greatest radio caller in history. Radio Rich. Yeah. Mr. Richard. Bring it better, Rich. That's not good enough, man. He sucked me in, though. I thought he was. Uh, I thought he was telling the truth. Yeah, you got his joke. He though, got right? me. It was good, he got yeah. me. He nailed me. I mean, I just crushed. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. I think there's something going on here. I think that Mr. Richard and Adam are the same person from Wheeling. Really? I mean, every time Mr. Richard calls, Adam calls. Huh? Maybe it's just because this is the time of day he listens. This is drunk Adam. This is Drunk Adam. Hello, Drunk oh, Adam. I, I, lo- I love the I love the insult. Uh, cerebral person like myself gets thrown for a drunk. But anyways, <laughs> I just love following Mr. Richard because I know I'm the only person that listens to your show that actually has seen this guy like even more than Bloom Daddy has. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> so every time I see Mr. Richard, I'm listening after work. Uh, a lot of times, and I and I hear he calls, and I say, "What the heck?" You know, I mean, I, I gotta, you know, I, I can't not follow Mr. Richard and his, you know, you, you. I'm glad you didn't fall for the joke. He was trying to fish hook you with the anti-Semite. Uh. Anyways, if you ask uh, what type of an athlete uh, I would be, uh, kind of if you would roll up uh, Bill Belichick with uh, supreme athletic ability, I would. Uh, that's the type of athlete. You just I'd wouldn't like give that. anybody anything, huh? No, I'd be kind of a jerk, but not not too bad deep down. You know what I mean? As far as why I would go. you want to be a jerk, Adam? Why wouldn't you just be a nice guy like yourself, having wow. a couple of beers on a Thursday afternoon? Because I think the problem is uh, that uh, money breeds power, and that that corrupts our personalities. Not to get too philosophical, but I don't think you or anybody else could be the you know the the, the average Joe that you play with that type of money. Adam, you have no idea how much money I make. I am so freaking wealthy, man. Well, I mean, you might have a decent job, but you're not pulling down fifteen million a year. I mean, you know, you know who'd be good at saving money? Never mind. All right, you have a good day. You too. Oh, he didn't like me playing with him there, did he? I don't think so. What happened? I don't know. That's upsetting. Saving money. Juju Smith Schuster. Why? Yeah. Because he's a football player. Oh, okay. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. I didn't say anything there. I know. It's all Mr. Richard. Who is a raving anti Semite, apparently. What an odd character. See, Stu Gotts made that joke on the Lebetard show, but it was funny. It was just an awful effort by Mr. Richard. Yes. An awful I, effort. I just thought he was serious. I don't know how anyone would want to be a, a jerk athlete. I, I, You know what I mean? Like, Aspire I, to not be, right? Like, yeah, and then if like, you are, then you can figure that out later. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I just don't get it. I mean, it, and I'll get philosophical here. I mean, maybe it's like this deep ingrained like cat-dog thing where media tries to get information the player doesn't like them trying to get information and it's this kind of animosity that develops between the two and then like everything becomes kind of I'm not answering that or I don't want to deal with that or you know it's yes I think it comes from that place somehow but somehow they think the public is the enemy a lot of these diva athletes and the public is always out to get them and and the public wouldn't be if they just acted like a nice damn guy and hung out and be like, hey, guys, love you. Everything's great. I love my teammates. I like playing. I play hard. I show up to practice. And I'm not going to be a bitch about my contract. 
Whammy. Coming up next, Ray Fittipaldo from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. He was in the locker room with Antonio Brown today. We'll also play you what Antonio Brown had to say during his media session. Didn't really clear things up for us. It's the Crowley Show.